Our Heavenly Father, please fill this space and wherever the listeners are with your Holy Spirit and open up their ears to hear your message and let my words be your words in Jesus' name. I am human and prone to error. Please help me if any of my flesh gets in the way of your message because my heart's desire is only to share what you have placed on my heart. Guide me with the Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. I felt God spoke to me in my morning prayer and said to tell this to you for this episode. Follow me, my people, and you will be caught up with me in the third heaven. Come to me and receive the water of life, my people, as I come to take all those who belong to me before the destruction of earth. The Lord Jesus saith unto you, Behold, to you a child is born, the ruler of the nations, and the Lion of Israel is here among you, and is watching you, and waiting for you to come to him and proclaim the good news of his presence to all nations. And every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that the Lord of Lords is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I am coming to take all those who belong to me with me into the heavens. This was the end of his message for this episode. Let's look at some scriptures in the Bible that go along with this message. Revelation 5.5 in the Bible states, Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. In Jeremiah 23, 5-6 in the Bible it states, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord, our righteousness. Revelation twenty-two seventeen in the Bible states, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. Isaiah 24, 3-5 in the Bible states, The earth will be completely laid waste and totally plundered. The Lord has spoken this word. The earth dries up and withers. The world languishes and withers. The heavens languish with the earth. The earth is defiled by its people. They have disobeyed the laws, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. For those who say, why is God allowing all of this suffering? Please see that according to this scripture and what we see, 
It is the people that have broken the everlasting covenant, and we all have an opportunity to repent for our sins, follow the Lord Jesus, and make things right by obeying his commandments. Are you willing to take that step? Have you turned on the news lately? For some reason, we as human beings manage to mess up whatever the good Lord has given us on this planet. We see killings of innocent people in wars and even here in the United States. Do you feel helpless and feel you have a lack of control over these situations? Each of us can play a role in each of these situations. The question is, what role do you want to play? Do you want to approach each situation with the Lord and with His Holy Spirit in your heart, mind, and soul? Or do you want to approach each situation as a human being without His presence and love? We can pray to the Lord about each of these situations and have His peace remain with us. What is happening all around us, and for some of us even within our own families, is so deeply wounding and difficult to watch or experience. In the midst of all of this, remembering that the Lord Jesus is protecting us and that he will save us and take us with him at his second coming brings us peace, joy, and hope amidst the trials and sufferings we see or endure. I recall in one of my morning listening prayers, I felt and watched in my mind as the Lord set me above a cloud next to him. As I watched the clouds pass by, I could see the destruction of the earth as buildings were blowing up one after the other or simultaneously. As I stood with the Lord on top of the clouds and was watching this, I felt complete peace that didn't make any sense. It was as if I knew that it was time and what was going to occur anyway was taking place. And I felt completely safe and was watching as a spectator from afar. Once I left that space, however, and went about my regular day on earth, I started to feel so sad for all those who do not believe in the Lord. The entire experience felt so different to me in the flesh versus when I was standing with the Lord on the clouds filled with the Holy Spirit. In 1 Thessalonians 4.17 in the Bible it states, After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. We can rest assured in this promise. Like a very good prayer warrior friend of mine said lately, we need to find rest in him in the midst of these trials. We can be reminded to be still and know that he is God and he is in control and we are his followers. In Philippians 2, 10 to 11 in the Bible, it states that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And in Romans 14:11 in the Bible it states, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will acknowledge God. 
The Bible says that a day will come when everyone will bow before Jesus and confess that Jesus is Lord. Will it be too late for people to be saved? Or will the Lord forgive everyone and save everyone? I don't know the answer to these questions, but I do know that in Romans 10.9 in the Bible it states, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I feel one must believe in Romans 10.9 in their heart. I feel that the way that the second coming is described in the Bible, it seems to be in a flash, and I'm not sure how much time we will have to do what Romans 10.9 says. Is it worth it to take a risk like that and not believe right now, today? Is it worth it to wait and suffer on earth without having the peace, joy, and hope of the Lord right now and wait until your death or the second coming to see if you want to turn from your ways and believe? I don't know about you, but for me, I have seen so many miracles from the Lord and so many blessings from Him in my life and those who have changed their mind and decided to follow him, that they are too many to count. I love the Lord because he is my Lord and Savior, and I have felt his love. I don't know how I would ever live without his presence in my life, and I pray for his presence in my life and in those around me, for I have seen his goodness and glory come upon those who follow him wholeheartedly. Every area of my life that I have given to him has been blessed ten times over and more. I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you, God, for your continued presence and blessings, and peace, joy, and hope, and love that you bestow upon those who follow you each and every day. The Lord takes care of his followers. There have been times when he has literally told me and others, to go after one of his followers, and to pray for them. And he gives us tasks to do for them, even now here on earth. He will surely take care of us, as he states during his second coming as well. Thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful gift of freedom you have bestowed upon us as your followers. May God bless you and your families this Christmas season and on.